Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, hello out there, all you excellent humans. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the Hot Mess Clubhouse. I'm your host, Lucy Vine, and this is a podcast celebrating funny women. This season is all about funny writers, and I'm thrilled to be welcoming journalist, author and presenter Dawn O'Porter as my guest this week. I've been a fan of Dawn's for ages, uh, and I loved her last book, The Cows, but I had no idea until this last week what an intensely devoted fan base she has. I've had so many messages from people, people I haven't spoken to in years came out of the woodwork to tell me how much they love Dawn Uh, and I am happy to confirm her real life loveliness Uh, we talked about her genuinely brilliant new book So Lucky as well as much sillier things like whether dogs are people casting Jason Donovan in her new musical and asparagus we she then invited me to her book launch where I talked to Louis Theroux which is a whole other thing but something I will forever be grateful to Dawn for I hope you enjoy this episode I loved it Welcome to the clubhouse. Thank this you. Is the Hot Mess Clubhouse, and you are now a member. Oh. Are you in any other clubs? Yes, I am. What clubs are you in? Soho House. Are you? Oh, that's so media. Yeah. Um, so I'm cool. So media and so cool. <laughs> and also a club called Jane Club, which is, is a ladies' only, yeah, a ladies' only workspace. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Which is where I work. Oh, so is that where you can you not work at home? Is that something you, you can't work at home? You have to go out. To have to go office. and do a nine to five. Yeah, otherwise it's just useless. And have you met lovely people in this place as well? Yeah, and it's really... Because when you write, obviously you're on your own all the time. So if I work from home, there's no work life. Mm -hmm. And so I've joined this club and now I just have this really eclectic group of women who I go to work with every day. Oh, nice. Mm, It's brilliant. Oh, that's so nice. I know. And you wanted to do the women's only thing? Uh, Well, this place is particularly special because they have uh, daycare downstairs, so I take my kid. I used to take him full-time, now he just comes on Wednesdays. But, um pretty dreamy oh that does sound dreamy just go down at lunchtime and have a right snuggle on his big chubby cheeks oh that's so cute i know so i do want to start this conversation speaking of cute um by talking about your dog potato oh come on oh my god oh my god it's just the most cute he's the nicest person i've ever met yeah he's i'm glad you said person because i call my dogs people and people get cross with me no 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 um he's potato (laughs) is just He's just so adorable. Yeah, I, die. I call him my memory phone dog. Yes. Could he just... you do more pictures on your Instagram yeah. of him, please? I can. He's getting old and getting scared. Oh, oh, I know. I know. I can't help it. I'm such a morbid person. We just lost our family dog, Stop. and he's been living with me for the last nine months as well. Because my mum's been having renovations. Oh baby, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was awful. I have two other dogs though. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you love more, potato or your cat? That's a very hard question. It's okay. They're not listening. 
Yes, they are. <laughs> They're always um, listening. <laughs> Lilo, I have had for 16 years. She's what? my entire adult life. Wow. I have ferried this fucking cat around the world. Well. Um, they, have they both got passports? Can they come with yes, you? Yes, oh, they've both got passports. So Lilo is my, um, I mean, she's yeah, like my entire adult life, but mm. she's horrible to us. She's, That's what cats do. She keeps me up more in the night than the babies do. She yells at me constantly. She pisses on my bed. She's just a horrible person. And then <laughs> oh, Potato so is just the most emotionally needy person I've ever met in my life, but just yeah. made a memory foam. But that's it, isn't it? Like, cats I really respect because they're such bastards a lot mm. of the time and they make you work for it. But dogs will just love you love no you. matter what. I know. You can leave them to come do promo in London yeah. for a week and they will still just be I happy know. to see you. So the question of which one I love more, yep. I love them both equally, of course, no, but definitely Potato. Yes. <laughs> Because he just gives more back, oh, right? My baby. And I really like how whenever I read like an about you thing, like in the flap of your book or whatever, your your pets get equal billing to your, Absolutely. To your children. Yeah. <laughs> the kids got added later. Yeah. Oh yeah, should I also have children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Better mention them. Yeah. But speaking of the inside flap of your book, yeah, the love, in a bit of CD. Love my flaps. Your book is absolutely brilliant. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. I can't sort of tell you how much I loved it. Like, it's weirdly, like, stayed with me. Oh, that's I finished great. it about a week ago. And it's really stayed with me. And I keep sort of mulling over the, the characters and the story. I just, I, re- I don't want to be too gush. It's no, please gush away. It? Gush away about I my flaps. I want to beat Chris Evans, who was really oh, yeah. gushing. Oh, my about. God. So I went on, just to recap. <laughs> yeah, you better explain. My I'm not good at recap. first <laughs> stop on my book tour was this morning on Chris Evans' breakfast show. And he was so gushy. He read it. I was, I mean, it was just unbelievable. It was like if you were to write your perfect scenario on the radio with someone like Chris Evans and he just said all of the things. Because I sort of think I would be scared of him and he might be a bit mocking and a bit sort of take a tone. Yeah, no, he didn't. He was just lovely. He just gushed. That's really nice. I know. Well, do you want to explain, do the elevator pitch for your book? I'm so rubbish at that, so yes. Me too. Um, I'm trying to make other people do it. Well, I'm so rubbish at it. And essentially, it's about three women, Ruby, Beth and Lauren... And um, their battles. It was all inspired by that phrase, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about. That was doing the rounds on Instagram a couple of years ago. And I was like, that's that's kind of the backbone to what this book is about. You you can presume that everyone's got it sorted. And of course, no one has. Yeah. No one has. Sure. So scratch the surface. Mm -hmm. And, um, And so these women, Ruby has got a really distressing physical condition that she can't get past it's affected her life in every way and Beth um, her husband won't have sex with her and that is turning her into a fiend and Lauren paints this perfect existence on existence on Instagram and we realize that it's not it's not all that Ruby in particular I was mm. I'm really obsessed with because actually like she's got this this thing going on and she can't bring herself to sort of um, like herself on any level yeah. as, it, as it as it were but she is actually quite difficult to like as a character yes. because she's pushing everybody away. So it's a very difficult thing. She's got this very sympathetic thing happening or going on and yet is an unsympathetic... So she's very unsympathetic and that is... It's very, very well written. Well, I think... I think... Because it's important to have flawed and difficult yes. and unlikable female characters. But also you think of any movie or any TV show where very often the male or female but mostly male character is questionable and doing all these terrible things like a hitman for example who's out there literally killing people but you're rooting for them because you understand that their wife left them and they really literally just said the plot of um, my husband's tv show get shorty there yeah um, um, epics and um but 
this is the thing about not shying away from writing characters who you just want your readers to really like. You've just got to make your readers understand them. And I think that's what you do with Ruby. She's not very nice and she's horrible to everyone, but you kind of understand what she's up against. Yeah. And therefore, by the end, you're rooting for her. Absolutely, yeah. Do you, um, did you, have you found so far, having three different uh, heroines makes it much harder for people to assume it's autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing I feel like always with writing, they go, so which one are you, which one are you? Exactly, and, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be, uh, you know, parts of me in, in little bits forever, but this is my first book where I really went miles away from myself, fully yeah. researched the characters, based them on other people, like, really... There's, you know, I'm a mum of a small kid. I get what Ruby's going through. I'm like, I'm a working mum, so I understand what Beth is going through. I'm on Instagram, so I haven't really got any idea what Lauren's going through. But I get, like, I, I know all of these worlds. Yeah. But they, um, but yeah, they were, they're, they're not me this time. <laughs> we also have to give a shout out to Risky, who oh, is yeah. like the fourth, like, mm-hmm. You mentioned three, but there's really four. Risky is definitely a fourth. Risky, risky <laughs> is my my millennial, and um, she's very open. She's very open, and she's out there for the better good of women. And yeah. she's is just, she based on anyone? No. Who well, do you know who has masturbated in the office? Well, well no. I actually, I did used to have an um, assistant called Bart, who I loved a bit, who was not risky, absolutely not. She didn't Constantly speak like her at all, but she was. But in so, the sometimes, office. but she had this amazing kind of social life, and she was just so happy to be around. Like, I was just and I was like she definitely inspired the idea of that kind of younger assistant when you're kind of in your baby making years and that that you'd feel like you're on a different planet from this person and that they're living on a different planet so that kind of inspired that she's awesome she's brilliant do you think young people really are that liberated no but I think they want to be and I think I think risky just wants to be yeah yeah because I always think I'm very repressed except that I totally have that vibrator that you described. I do. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, I'm so repressed, and yet I'm also a cliche. <laughs> Just too obvious. Um, how was your experience of writing this one compared to your last one? So this well, is a similar four novel, but six this is books. Four no- fourth novel, yeah. Um, so, I mean, writing The Cows was really difficult because I was running a business that was floundering at the time, oh. and I was also a new mum, and I found the whole thing so it was a very stressful writing experience so I never really when the cows came out and people really liked it I didn't understand what they were talking about like I was quite disconnected from it this time I just I was just I went to work every day and I worked nine to five I had my you know I dropped my kid off at school I picked him up every day I got I had my routine I had my life all in check and um, and I just wrote it. And my writing process will always be messy. There's always going to be around three weeks of total meltdown where I think I'm shit and can't do anything, where I cry to my editor and just never see my husband because I don't want to do anything. Yeah. And then, um, but when I finished, I knew I knew it was good. That's such well, a actually, well, that's it's different from I knew I'd done my best and I knew I'd written the book I wanted to write. And so, well, that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling. So going into this book tour compared to how I felt when I was going into my last book tour, when I was, my last one, I was seven months pregnant with terrible hair and I had my two and a half year old with me the whole time on my own and it was so stressful. You never have terrible hair. (laughs) I I had terrible hair. (laughs) And and this time, my kids are in America, my hair's all right and and I I love my book. So (laughs) it's all, I feel like everything's great. So the imposter syndrome, not so much this time. No, and do you know what? This is what, and I'm always saying this to my friends, they're like TV presenters or if they're radio presenters and they always feel like they're still working their way up and like, 
we're fucking 40, we're doing it. We are the thing. I am now an author four novels later. I've got to stop feeling like... Like a fraud. Like a fraud. Yeah. Like, I get paid to do this job and I do it every single day yeah. and this is what I am. So I'm here, this is my first book tour and I'm like... Yes. Um, yes. Hear me roar. Exactly. That's awesome. Because Keep I wanted referring. to ask if you were there yet with, you know, the yeah. cold thing. But yeah, just, that's awesome. Just about. It's taken and a long you've time. you just signed another two-book deal, right? I have, yeah. Exciting. Are you, Great. Are, like, are you buzzing? Congratulations. I am buzzing, but I'm yeah. also like, oh God, here we go again. Yeah. Like, writing, <laughs> no, again. writing is hard. Writing is really, really hard. So I've just finished writing my fourth one, and I just, so far I have found it like, one good, one bad, like, really yeah, horrible. congratulations. One great one. Well, like, writing process, I mean. Yeah. But... So good luck with those. Thanks. You're ahead how's, of me. How's your writing process? Oh no, don't. Let's not do me. Do you, you have milk twenty minutes on? Yeah, but sort of. I like to be completely cut off. I don't go to a place like an office like you. Yeah. And I think that's probably worse for me. So where do you write? In my conservatory. Right. With my dogs. But yeah. Anyway, let's not do. Let's not do me. Before we go any further, mm-hmm. uh, we have to do the clubhouse initiation. Oh hello. Uh, which I've just let that hang because yeah. it sounds scary. But it's actually just a kind of get to know you quick fire. But it's also a slow fire because I want you to take your time. Yeah, great. No, and I mean. feel free to go off on tangent, tangents uh, if you want. Oh, I will. I love a tangent. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. What is your go-to takeaway? Food. Yeah. Sorry, I'm American now, it, so they say takeout. Oh, um, do they? Takeout. My go-to takeaway. All right, so there's two. Okay. We love ramen. Oh, yeah. Good choice. We love a cheeky ramen. And that's literally what it's called on the menu. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Nice. We also love. I mean, I love a green curry. Yeah, well, good choices. Green curry, good. brown rice. Do you have a spirit animal? probably a literal animal isn't it I'm Beyonce that's the first person that flashed into my head when you said that so I guess that's it we're so alike it's yeah. annoying for people I dedicated my last book to Beyonce are you I wrote, serious like, a four page acknowledgement I'm so jealous that you did that because I was thinking about doing that one day that's genius well your book is dedicated to all the Janes well that's because right? my club is called the Jane Club my oh. auntie who raised me is called Jane my sister is called Jane it's like what's with all these fucking Janes I was going to say how many Janes that seems like quite Just a lot of Janes thousands of Janes amazing Beyonce Beyonce good excellent choice <laughs> do you remember your first snog yes Vividly. Can you tell me My sister, my aunt and uncle who raised us had gone out on New Year's Eve and my sister invited people over and it was very um, controversial and terrible. And um, one of I would have been probably 12. Good choice. And one of the teenage boys (laughs) snogged me on the chair. How teenage? How much older? So disgusting. Oh, probably about, you know. It was definitely illegal. Was it a paedophile? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. No, he probably would have been about 16. Paedophile. Yeah. But it's fine. Oh, was it gross? It was 
I loved it. I think oh, I felt. I think I fell in love with him in that lasted oh. about five years. Do you re- replay conversations after you've walked away from them? Oh, constantly. Yeah. And I talk. I'm one of those people. When I'm driving around in my car. I have conversations. I plan conversations out loud or replay them. And I always like have to pretend to like the person who pulls up at the red light next to me that I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking to myself. Look at you. Always. Oh, yeah. Practicing conversations. Oh, I find as I get older, I'm doing that more. I don't know if it's an anxiety thing. Yeah. I don't know. How often do you Google yourself? Oh God, how often do I Google myself? At the moment, quite a bit because I want to see what people are saying about my book. Gotcha. When I haven't generally, not that much anymore. But I used to do it all the time. Oh, right. I, and at one point, I had a Google alert, which oh, is well, I turned that that's off. A terrible. Idea. That's a terrible <laughs> idea. But now, yeah, now at the moment, Does quite it not a lot affect you. Are you okay reading through Amazon reviews and Google things? Um, I think it's very useful. Okay. In, in all seriousness, I think when you write books, you've got to read the bad stuff because these people have had this reaction to reading your book and yeah. it's come from somewhere. If they have finished the book and they're having a negative reaction, like it's all notes, really. I but think then it's. They're usually not constructive, though. It's just like, no, oh, shit. But you know what? There's Sometimes on Amazon, when someone leaves like a one star review and they've written about. 400 words they are being a bit constructive when someone's just like shit hated it when someone's going didn't like this character I think that the men weren't fully drawn that's a really good note oh really well yeah you're able to take yourself away from your own writing enough to take that a little bit that's very um, impressive you're very mature well I know I'm not and I do I, I definitely get upset when people are just horrible yeah. but if someone is literally like constructively breaking down my work I find it quite useful well that's and then I cry, good. and then I yeah. and then I apply myself. It's a bit like when you get your edits back, isn't it? Like yeah. you cry and you think they're idiots, and then you are actually these are good. Yeah, eventually. Well, yeah. Um, what conspiracy theories do you believe in? Moon landing. Okay. Oh, I watched that documentary where it didn't really happen, and I was like, Damn Oh no, it. It's, really, it's really convincing. What else do I think? Oh, I'm sure on the tip of my tongue, there's a really good one, and I can't think of it. Um, You're in LA. Have you joined Scientology yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, wouldn't it be weird if like Michael Jackson wasn't dead or something? Oh yeah, you love a conspiracy like that. Bring it on, I'd fucking go at him, asshole. Anyway, should we move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. Are there any landline numbers you still remember? Oh, my family one. I nearly said it though. But, I went to that. but <laughs> yeah, because remember, remember in the eighties when you used yeah. to answer the phone yeah. saying the number. Oh, yeah. So pretty much everyone in Guernsey actually, I pretty much remember like random friends from school so phone boys you fancied or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Don't say it out loud. What do you hate most being asked? Um, what? That's a really good question. Um, and I've been asked it twice today, so I feel a bit bad. No, so, um, Fucking Chris Evans. Are you going to have another kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's rude, though. Do you know what? It's, that message here's the thing. Here's the thing. That. People aren't being rude when they ask. And we've all got to remember this. And it's the kind of question where I would totally... When you don't know someone very well and you're a bit awkward and you're talking about babies, I can totally see myself coming out with so you're going to have another one and they're going fuck we're not supposed to ask that so I get it it's fine but um, but I just feel like I answer it a lot I'm not going to ask you thanks and I'm not going to have another kid by the way uh, are you going to get another pet though <laughs> definitely Lulu Lulu's like don't, 16 don't. Um, how bendy are you not at all I'm unsupple it's embarrassing I can't go to yoga I, I love Pilates but it's just it's hideous can't touch my toes I'm going to show you right now I've okay, never in my life with a straight leg really touched my toes I get you're quite tall though aren't you that's, oh, no. that's really not very good and I can't if I'm you know in, if I in any sign of exercise if I if I'm on my back and I, I can't straighten my legs oh right I have I, do you play ghastly like sport, hamstrings though, because, because sport makes you all tight and 
I absolutely do not play the sports. <laughs> the sports. <laughs> no, did I'm, you as a teenager? No, like, oh, no, no I was one of those. I was like, please, I've just got happen. my period again. I've got my period again. I hate sport. I hate exercise. It doesn't come naturally to me at all. It really upsets me. Good to but know. Chris got me a Peloton for my 40th, and I do a try what? and do that. A Peloton, a speed, uh, like a spin bike that you have in your <gasps> home with a live um, instructor on the screen. <gasps> no way. Oh, and did you mention that in your book? Yes. I feel like, yeah, yeah, she's got one. And, um, oh. and that's actually, I actually really enjoy that. Not that I've been on it for three and a half months, but I quite I quite enjoy it. <laughs> Still counts. If it's in your house, yeah, exactly. it counts. You've basically got, got a gym dresses right. hanging on it. <laughs> and then finally, do you think about death? All the time, every single day, constantly, I've got a real issue with it. Yeah. I think, um, it's per- perky answer, wasn't it? Yeah. I think when you become a mum, you become obsessed with death, especially when your own mum died when she was oh. quite, when I was young. So I, I oh, think about so it, lovely. I just always think... So because of this, I'm obsessed with traditions and um, memories, right. which means that I'm... Chris always like you're always trying to make traditions. I'm like, we could have this thing where every birthday we got a birthday tree. So we, like a Christmas tree, and we put all the things. And he's like, that's another one of Dawn's traditions. Then I'll be another one like on Sundays. I think we should always have like pancakes Saturday morning, fry up Sunday morning at about like ten, and then three o'clock we'll have the roast. And the kids will say forever that they used to have a roast at three o'clock. Always trying to create traditions. And I think that's because that's I think lovely. if I die tomorrow, then they'll have they all these like, traditions <laughs> living in your memory. Yeah, <laughs> every day we'll have yeah. to do another mum thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just dragging so, them. Through. I mean, one, one day I should probably write, write a book of all my traditions that I've tried to um, yeah. and we'll do them for like a week and then never do them again <laughs> this is too depressing yeah Oh, <laughs> but that's nice there's some traditions I love some traditions some intense yeah. what you're putting out there oh so congratulations you have survived the initiation the initiation oh no thank word. you here is your welcome to the clubhouse goodie bag oh my goodness just some is... sweeties and some chocolate oh my god you're so brilliant you are, uh, are you a, a chocolate person um, I have a bit of chocolate I don't really eat sweets oh I okay, loved arrows though but you've gone retro it's a bit retro so I'm so into that. Thank you so much. That's You're so sweet. Welcome. That's gonna get me through my bounty. I always wonder this: Do mums like when you when you become a mum? Do sweets and chocolate like lose their kind of excitement because they're more like things that you have to deal with with kids? My kid, my four year old, when I give him sugar, it goes crazy 20 minutes later right, so, so very quite limited yeah. in our house and honestly despite your lovely gift I don't have much of a sweet Enough. tooth Chris on the other hand would eat that entire bag right now feel free to give it to Chris yeah well I would definitely take him some, home some of you like these oh there's some popcorn if I, I don't know if you like I'll, I'll eat that and good, I do love okay. a sweet I like this little fried egg thing oh good because yeah, I I'm did that have the arrow. Um, that 23 and me do you know what that is I haven't done it like yet like DNA Great. thing yeah. yeah I did it recently and it said that I'm a salty person over sweets and I was it's so, it tells you such weird stuff it. Yeah, it's stuff um, like I'm unlikely to have a uh, a dimple in my chin, or like my t- my second toe is probably shorter than my. It's such weird random Interesting. stuff. Interesting. I can likely smell asparagus. <laughs> it's really weird. Does your wee smell when you eat asparagus? Yeah, doesn't everybody? No. Uh, that's probably just because you can't smell asparagus. Your DNA probably doesn't let you smell no, it. No, my wee smells when I eat asparagus. Oh, but some people apparently it doesn't smell. I think maybe because you've either got the enzyme or you haven't. You've oh, either got right. the asparagus enzyme or you don't have the asparagus enzyme. Okay, well, you need enzyme. to do the 23 and me thing so you can find okay. out if you've got that. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. Um, have you ever looked into your family tree or stuff like that? Um, no, but I'm absolutely convinced that somewhere down the line we're Jewish because I'm literally the most Jewish mother ever, even though I'm not Jewish. Oh, right. Like, constant, like, bringing the family, cooking constantly. Oh. My, my Jewish friends in LA say that I'm the most Jewish person they've ever met. Oh, right. And, um, well, you need to look into so it. So I need to look into it because yeah. maybe I am. I'd love to be. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to be more I'm just yeah. really British and Irish. Yeah, I've always felt really, really yeah. nondescript. Um, what do your family think of your career? Do they, they understand it yet? 
Yes, they do. They love it. They, um, my dad read this book twice, which was... Oh, oh, um, that's wonderful. Yes, which was a surprise to us all. And then he um, <laughs> relentlessly Googled Ruby's condition so that he could understand oh. it more. Oh, bless um, you, that's, no, that's I've, good. That's what you want, yeah, to understand. It's them. lovely. I've written embarrassing books since I was about 24, so they've Brilliant. had a quite lot to come to terms with. Yeah. But no, they love it. They're all very supportive of it. I think they love it. They're quite eccentric, my family, so they, they quite good. appreciate, I think, that I've gone off and done this weird thing. Yeah. And I said from the day I was born that I was going to be at some way in the public really? eye so I think oh, they're just happy that that was a happy out for you you got your dream result yeah oh, that got that's you know. really nice. can I also ask about oh the musical especially yes. for you especially for you yes was it the best fun to work on I'm still working on it just on the like first draft it's still very much in the making but yes it's going to be fantastic has it been the most fun thing you've ever done put on this earth to write it that's all I'll say yeah do you think like can Kylie be in it I mean, it would be great. There's definitely a part for Jason, but I don't know if he'd do it. He um, has to. No, what else is he doing? No, um, what else has he got to go on tour? Oh, whatever. Um, he needs to be... <laughs> I know. So, no, I mean, it's a long way off, but, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And you're also doing your new So Lucky podcast, right? I am, yes. Have you done that already? Is no, that ready got, to go? No, we've got, I've done about four of them, and we've got a few you're more to do. It. Yeah, it's great. I was just a chat, innit? You just do so much stuff. I know, I do. It's so impressive, and I don't know if you'll like this description, but you're also a social media star. I am like a that? sensation. A I sensation, think. I'm what so you sorry. Mean. <laughs> um, but I imagine that's quite an up and down thing. With mine's fit. Oh, mine's just so like quite chilled out. So chilled out, yeah. and it's just it's just me and everyone's generally really nice, and I'm just silly, and I think people like silly. Yeah, oh definitely. Mm. Yes, that's why I'm a fan. Yes, I've always wondered where hot patooties comes from. Because uh, it it sounds like an inside joke. No, it's Meatloaf's song in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, I'm so dumb. And I love the Rocky Horror Picture of Show. Of course, yeah. So I don't know why. Yeah. But I just picked that when oh. Twitter started. Because it, it sounds a little bit like you know how uh, when we first all got uh, like Yahoo email addresses, yeah. and we were like sexy gals. Yeah. Hot well, no, it's not. Um, but lots now of I it's kind of means sweetheart. It's not actually okay. anything. But I mean, the amount of times that I've been introduced on That's... radio as hot potato, and it's not oh. even what it says. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, for a long time I realised I was saying in my head, hot per tooties. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hot for tooties. Um, yeah, and it just kind of stuck. Didn't know it was going to be such a big deal, did we? The old uh, the old Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were you like as a teenager? Really of? annoying. Oh, really, really desperate to be liked. Um, I wore really dark lipstick, which never suited me. Plucked my eyebrows until they just weren't there. And yeah, I was probably um, really. I was really worried that those eyebrows were coming back recently. Oh, I still Rihanna got them. Did them on it. No, you got lovely them. eyebrows. But um, Rihanna did the sort of one really? on a cover of a magazine, and that was really a scary. Moment, yeah, it's scary for everybody. Um, no, I yeah, I would say that I was I was de- I was living on a tiny island, desperate to get off and go live my dream, oh. and I would have been the person in class who didn't let the teachers talk, so I would just try and like stand up and do an hour's stand up instead, and just really <laughs> annoying. And I remember people like stop stop trying to be so funny, and I was like, that's a really <laughs> terrible know. note. It's just my my amazing yeah. personality. Yeah, I'm usually like stop trying to be so funny. I feel like I spend the rest of my life rebelling against that sentence. Stop trying to be, stop so, trying to be so. You so stop trying to be so to be funny, like... you massive bore. Like, you know, what kind of... Anyway, you know, I went to one of those schools that was like, stop looking out the window, stop trying to be uh, so funny. Stop so, dreaming. Yeah, just... Stop having a life that is enjoyable. Exactly. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't for school. So, yeah, I would have been very annoying. So you were excited to finish school? Yes, And then how did you end up doing TV? Was there a... Um, I was working behind the camera. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, it was always... I was literally, as a TV producer, walked into the room and I would stand up and do jazz hands. It was no, like, oh, this is a coincidence. Um, but I was working behind the camera on the Ruby Wax show and um, a friend of mine... Who 
who was a producer had this little part in this thing called Balls of Steel oh, that yeah. he um that he said I'd be good for so steel, yeah so then that. that kind of started wow. and then and then yeah and I, do you ever rewatch any of your old documentaries I had to get some clips together for someone in America the other day so I ended up watching a little bit of my um dirty dancing documentary it was really fun that sounds awesome I know it was great you really don't, silly. Do you have ever have a problem like watching yourself back or listening to yourself back on things? No. You're so laid back. I'm so impressed. You're or just new... very, very arrogant. Shut up. <laughs> no, it's okay to be arrogant when you are amazing. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Is there anything else on your career bucket list? Because you seem to have done so much and I know I'm veering close to being like, you're so lucky, which is obviously... <laughs> what what else do I want to do? I mean, I'd want to start writing scripts. I'd love to write a show or a... TV show or a what, film. A funny thing. I think so. But, but, but then I can never say, like, I could never... I don't write comedy, but what I do will be funny. Because as soon as you say you write comedy, then you've got to do, like, you know, properly gags, and I can't I can't do that. No. But, yeah, I want to start writing scripts. That's the thing I want to do next. And, and you've been inspired by your musical. That's yeah. made you want to do more. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. What do you say these days when people say the, oh, you're so lucky thing? At the moment, I'm kind of just saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, like, I... I um I've definitely had my struggles and worked hard had things happen to me in my life that haven't been great but right now I'm having like a particularly really lovely period of my life and I'm trying not to be apologetic for it and just enjoy it because okay. obviously that's not going to last because yeah. it never does but right here right now love my life yeah and for the record I don't think it's that you're so lucky you are incredibly talented oh, and I know much. I've been really sucked thank up. you have very I, much have I out sucked up Chris Evans during this interview you've done very well you've done very well <laughs> I always say no one will yeah. ever be Chris it's Evans it's fine that in the intro I'll just slag you off a bit yeah do <laughs> under my mind <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I love your books. And on, on that note, I better wrap things up because Thank you are about you. to go. But is there anything else that you would like? Like, um, do you want to tell people how to follow you and things like that? You can follow me at Hot Patooties, yeah. which is Meatloaf's song from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, not a reference to my breasts. <laughs> Have you started writing next book or anything? Yet? No. 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 So let happen? me know if you've got any ideas. I'll be using them. No, it's not due. The next novel isn't due to hand in until a year and Christmas, so I'm not going to even start it until probably next How autumn. How long does it take you to write things? Three months generally. That's very good. But it's an intense three months. Yeah, yeah. And I would have a much nicer life if I did it over six months, but I don't. I need to do things tight to a deadline. Yeah. And 75% of the book gets written in the last week. That's the same. Yeah. That's bad, isn't it? It's terrible. <laughs> I finished my first draft of the musical that I had to hand in um, yesterday on the plane on the way over. Wow. I'm, I'm just a nightmare. That's so exciting, though. And you're feeling good about that musical? Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. I mean, look, and a million things can happen in these big productions that mean it will never get on stage, but I'm feeling good with my part in it. Well done. Yeah. Can I be in it? Yeah. Yay, me and Jason. Oh, my God. Imagine. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for joining me, Dawn. You are seriously awesome. And thank you, everyone out there, for listening. Uh, Please rate and subscribe if you have a minute. Thank you. Thank you. Ah. Oh, you're so lovely. What a lovely show. (laughs) 